0: So today, I'm going to read a little bit out of my book, When the Rapture Hits the Fan. Introduction. I am sure you are familiar with the saying, when the stuff hits the fan, otherwise commonly referred to as SHTF. Well, I'm going to talk about RHTF, or in other words, when the rapture hits the fan i author this book to complement my previous book, After the Rapture, What Comes Next. The first book is more of an emergency step-by-step rapture manual of what will happen at the rapture all the way to the second coming of Christ. This book is more of a dramatic truth and fiction storytelling from a left-behind person's point of view. This book will describe two persons lives in vivid detail in bystanders from the moment of the rapture to the eventual decision to either accept the Lord Jesus or to reject him. It is a fast-paced, dramatic short story which utilizes scripture to highlight and emphasize biblical truth. I hope you enjoy the story and thank you for your support. I hope this book will bring some clarity to what will happen on the earth if it hasn't already begun. You grab this book for a reason perhaps you're curious about the tribulation or maybe you are in the tribulation right now we are so close to the rapture of the church as i write this that by the time you read it we may have already been snatched away by our lord and savior if not there's still time for you to catch that ride what are you waiting for table of contents introduction chapter one terror chapter two sheer panic chapter three the man with a plan chapter 4 the beginning of the end chapter 5 religious leader chapter 6 Hail, fire and famines chapter 7 salvation chapter 1 terror you're relaxing in your comfy bed late on a wednesday night casually sipping on some barefoot merlot while eating some chocolate covered strawberries You're trying to forget all the cases that you have lined up on the docket for tomorrow. So you're binge watching some meaningless show when suddenly there's a loud ear piercing crack that reverberates through the air. You see a bright flash that penetrates through your curtains and then suddenly, and then instantly all is eerily quiet. You suddenly feel uneasy. You carefully get out of bed and walk gingerly to your bedroom window. You cautiously reach up and grasp the edge of your blackout curtain with shaky hands and push it to the side. You stare down from your high-rise apartment window. You see people hysterically rushing around. Your breathing suddenly becomes erratic as your eyes dart to each catastrophic scene. You notice cars without drivers, vehicles in mangled wrecks on fire. As your eyes look to the horizon, you see the orange glow of fires that are erupting across the city. It doesn't take long for the screams of terror to reach your ears. Mass panic has ensued. You cannot get a grasp of what is going on. Immediately, the ice-cold hand of fear grips your heart. Then suddenly, you can't breathe. You literally slide down the wall to a seated position. You're sick to your stomach, shaking. You know something terrible has happened, but you can't imagine what. You cry out to your self-made image of God. Only your God can't answer you or hear you. You never trusted in the one true God, Jesus Christ. You put your trust in yourself. Thought you were living your best life now whether your faith was in new age hinduism buddha or positive thinking it's all satanic i know what your frantic mind is asking is it too late for me well that is all up to you and the choices you've made that left you on earth but first turn on your television what is that they're repeating on every single channel don't worry the mass media propaganda machine will fill you in on how the aliens have removed all those who didn't have the same vibration as those of you who were left what was that mother earth removed those who refuse to believe in climate change oh but rest assured they have a plan sound crazy just wait that day is coming where will you be when it happens will you be sleeping only to wake up to mass hysteria will you be sitting on your recliner eating a bag of cheetos watching something you shouldn't be or will you be ready and watching for the lord's return to rapture his bride the remnant church it might happen something like this short story that follows chapter two sheer panic sitting there stunned on the floor of your new york high-rise apartment you snap back to reality and frantically pull yourself up onto your feet you race to your nightstand and grab your cell phone you try to dial your parents back in texas but the lines are down you raffle through your blankets on the bed searching for the remote control as you finally locate it you snatch it up and spin around towards your television you are praying for some news some answers as to what is happening outside you hit the power button on, and the, as the screen lights up, you realize through your horror that it is not confined to New York City alone, but it is global. Your heart sinks. Fear engulfs your mind as you stare in horror at the utter chaos unfolding around the world. You collapse into your chair next to your bed and drop the remote on the floor. You feverishly think to yourself of who to call for help, but remember the phone lines are all down. Then you think of your work laptop on the kitchen counter and you jump to your feet, rushing down the hall to retrieve it, thinking maybe, just maybe, you could video message your parents. Just as you cross the threshold into the kitchen, you hear banging on your front door and somebody screaming. You run to the door and look out the peephole to see your neighbor, Donna, from down the hall. She looks terrified. So you quickly yank open the door as she rushes past you, screaming that her baby has just disappeared. She is inconsolable. You hear others coming out into the hallway crying and screaming that their loved ones are gone too. You can't believe what you are hearing. You snatch the remote off the bar and turn on the living room television to see if there is any news of what is happening. As you stare in disbelief at the TV, you are in shock as the disheveled anchorman shakily informs the world that the disappearances have occurred globally. His face is pale white, his eyes are glassed over, and he appears to be in shock as well. Just then, the television station is cut off, and there is an emergency broadcast signal heard on every cell phone and television station. You hear sirens emanating from the entire city. You are struck with the fear that you cannot describe. You glance at your neighbor who has just lost her child, and she is white as a ghost and shaking. Her eyes are wide with terror. Her face is red from crying, and she is screaming to her God for answers. She raises her fist toward the ceiling, and she is screaming, Why? Why? You collapse onto your black leather sofa and contemplate if you're having a nightmare. But as more more screams echo in down from the hallway, you realize this is for real. Suddenly, the emergency broadcast signal ceases, and there is a tall, slender man standing calmly behind a podium in the city of Rome, Italy. Chapter 3, The Man with a Plan. You immediately stand up and grab your screaming neighbor by the shoulders and begin shaking her. You slap her across the face while yelling at her to calm down. She stops screaming and just stares at you. You point to the television where the mysterious man is standing behind the podium. She slowly turns her head and just stares at that man on the screen. You sit down on the sofa and turn up the volume. Others have wandered into your apartment and have gathered around your television to hear the latest news. As you all quiet down, there is an announcement from Global One News Network. Breaking news coming in from Rome Italy let's go live to Rome the camera zooms in on this mysterious man he is dressed in a black suit with a bright white Oxford shirt his thick black hair shows just a hint of gray at the temples his neatly trimmed uh, salt and pepper beard indicate he is in his mid 40s his sky blue eyes are sterile cold piercing and as he stares into the camera it's almost as if he is staring straight into your very soul. You feel his penetrating gaze through the television screen and you shudder. He clears his throat and smiles into the camera. You notice that his teeth are a little too white and that his eye teeth are a little too long. He then begins to speak global citizens. I want to reassure you that I understand the fear you must be experiencing right now. I know the disappearance of the millions of people has been a terrifying ordeal for each one of you. I understand you are all desperate for some answers for some sort of explanation let me be the first to reassure you that your loved ones are being well cared for at this time we have knowledge of their whereabouts and why they were removed your loved ones and those who were taken have been determined to be christians since they refused to believe in climate change the aliens in mother earth decided it was best to remove them in order to save the planet they refused to accept abortions as saving the planet they were causing global catastrophes with a refusal to switch to electric cars Their rejection of the community and coming together with all religions to worship each person's God under one faith was keeping the earth from cleansing herself. Snap back to your current situation. Can you imagine something like this happening? It is no surprise that the media has been inserting aliens and unidentified flying objects into the nightly evening news for the last few years. High-ranking military officials globally have been expressing their concern for these mysterious beings. At one point in history, people that confessed to seeing one of these beings or aircrafts were scoffed at and ridiculed, but not now. Their preconceived plan is taking root, and you better prepare yourself for what is coming. Chapter 4, The Beginning of the End This man that you watched on the television screen, that same man that sent shivers down your spine, will sign a seven-year deal to bring peace to Israel and her surrounding nations. The same nations that have wanted to annihilate her since her beginning. The Bible says that Israel will be a stumbling block to the nations of the world. And so she has been since her inception. This can be found in Zechariah chapter 12 verse 3. It will come about on that day that I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples. All who lift her will injure themselves severely. And all the nations of the earth will be gathered against it. That's the NASB version. As I write this today, the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war has not yet occurred. However, it could happen at any moment. Russia is flexing on Israel, has troops on the Syrian border, and is threatening Israel over the Golan Heights. It is an extraordinarily complex situation. Russia is currently in a war with a Ukraine, with China backing Russia china is threatening taiwan and north korea is launching missiles into the ocean iran threatens to annihilate israel daily and now the united states of america has decided to return to their previous iran deal the united states of america was once a great superpower but now we are just an impotent arm of the global elitist in the world economic forum the hidden agenda of these globalists became known in 2020 when they developed and released covid 19 onto the world Their ultimate goal is to reduce the world's population to a mere 500 million. They are being led by demons to do the will of Satan. The Bible says he is a liar and a murderer from the beginning. His desire is to kill, steal, and destroy. His minions have made Satanism prevalent in Hollywood, global governments, city, and county administrations, and especially in the education system. They may not come right out and say, Hail Satan, but believe me, that is who they worship. Recently, those in Hollywood don't even attempt to hide their occultism. They wear it like a badge, even flaunting it. With rap, pop, rock and roll, and even so-called Christian bands incorporating Satanism into their lyrics and videos, they don't even try to disguise it any longer. They are openly worshipping Satan and getting you to as well. Machine Gun Kelly and his wife announcing on their Instagram that they drink each other's blood for rituals. With the Supreme Court's likely decision to overturn Roe vs. Wade, the Satanic Temple is now arguing for their religious right to murder babies or as they call it a ritual as if they wasn't evil enough they are currently fighting to nullify laws that require mothers to cremate or bury their babies' remains after an abortion they are so sick and evil they want to sacrifice these murder babies to satan and use their tiny bodies in these rituals when the news broke out about the leak regarding the overturning of roe versus way the democrats and the left in the united states went berserk they have been attacking Christians, burning down churches, cross pregnant centers, and even Christian hospitals, literally blaming Christians for the possible overturning of a law that allows the murder of innocent babies. There is no doubt Satan is using this to his advantage to attack his enemy, Christians. I bet you were not aware that numerous United States presidents held seances in the White House. Nancy Reagan, the Clintons, and many more, even Abraham Lincoln's wife, were just to name a few. The evil is not confined to the United States alone. Oh, no, it's global. We need only to look at the opening of the Gothard Tunnel to see that blatant Satan worshipping is happening everywhere. But now, after all the Christians are raptured, what will happen? This seven-year peace covenant with Israel is only temporary. But when it is signed, this starts the seven-year tribulation prophesied in the Bible. It will begin with world peace, but it won't last. This prophecy in Daniel nine twenty or this was prophesied in Daniel nine twenty seven. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to the sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. By the time you read this, there may already be a new temple built in Jerusalem, or it may be in the process. For years, the religious Jews in Jerusalem have been planning the rebuilding of the temple. They have all the clothes, utensils, and currently they even have a red heifer without a blemish. They have the blueprints ready and say it can be constructed in less than six months. Well, let's return to the story. The dark, mysterious man continues his speech. Ladies and gentlemen, considering these recent terrifying events, I believe today is the day for global peace. I have arranged a meeting with Prime Minister of Israel, the leaders of Iran, Turkey, Libya, and Syria. I am ecstatic to announce that we have all agreed to a seven-year peace treaty with Israel. Finally, there will be true and lasting peace in the Middle East. Everyone that has gathered in your apartment is hanging on every single word this man says. The mother, Donna, whose child disappeared, has stopped crying and is glued to the television. Color has returned to her face. She looks over at you with a smile on her blank face. She exclaims in an excited voice, They know where Izzy is. They know where my baby is. Her hands are clasped together and she is sitting on the edge of the sofa rocking back and forth. Everyone begins to cheer for this charismatic man who seems to have all the answers. But not you. You sense something is very sinister about this man. And you would be correct in your assumptions. But there is much more to come. Chapter 5. Religious Leader As you sit contemplating what has just occurred, you look around your apartment to gauge what everyone is thinking. You glance towards your dining room window and observe your gay neighbors, Tony and Blair. Blair is tall and slender. His pink hair is cut in a fade. His sparkling blue eyes match his powder blue suit and pink blouse. Tony, his husband, is slightly shorter and a little on the stocky side. He is a stock trader by day and drag queen by night. He is dressed in white slacks and a pink silk blouse. His nails are painted powder blue to match Tony's suit. He keeps his red beard close-shaven and shaves his head. His hazel eyes shine with excitement as he listens intently to the mysterious man on the television. They are beyond ecstatic about the news and express their appreciation to this mysterious man in admiration and awe. They are jumping up and down while clapping their hands and hugging each other. Donna, whose child was raptured, is still in shock but believes the deception that her child was taken by Mother Earth and is well cared for her at this time. You look over in the corner to see your older neighbor, the unbearable, boastful, patriotic Trump supporter, otherwise known as Jim. He is an old military guy from the 70s. He is wearing a Trump t-shirt, a pair of starched Wranglers, black osher skin boots, and a camouflage ball cap. He seems to be perplexed about these events. He announces that he is not so sure about this man and his so-called answers to which he receives boos and is hissed at by the gay guys and the woman uh, who lost her child. He decides to return to his apartment to further investigate the disappearances. You follow him out into the hallway and inform him that you agree with his views. You both decide to meet up in a few hours to discuss options. It is close to 4 a.m. and everyone decides to disperse from your apartment, leaving you sitting on your sofa in disbelief. You know that all your neighbors, except Jim, have fallen for what seems to be a great deception. This guy not only seems to have all the answers, but it was like he mesmerized everyone. Well, almost everyone. During these days, there will be such great deception that the Bible says in Matthew twenty four twenty four, for false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Even now, as I write this book, there is enormous deception all over the world. The demons that control the elitists and the globalists have deluded their minds. Just look at the divide in moralism. There are those who believe you should be able to murder your baby, not only in the womb, but even after birth. They have used lawlessness through riots, race-baiting mask against the non mask and vaccinated against the non-vaccinated. They forced this experimental vaccine on the entire world. There were those who were not fooled, though. They had discernment from God, and they waited to see what would come of it. On the other hand, you had those who were terrified of dying with this virus that was manufactured in a lab and released by the world elites onto an unsuspecting global population. And yet others who were forced to get the jab or lose their jobs... Folks like those in the World Economic Forum and those advising them, like Yuval Noah Harari, decided it was their time. Since these elitists literally control the media, the government, and the World Health Organization, they ensured the media would brainwash the masses, and brainwashed they did. Nonstop, 24-7 coverage of how many were dying from the virus. Let's not forget how the world leaders refused to allow any therapeutics to be given to anyone except themselves. Uh, they wouldn't even let the media or even social media make mention of them oh no that is disinformation they harped but they allowed millions to suffer and die they could have been saved and yet there is no outcry why because of the mass deception jesus warned us about in fact it is currently happening it will continue to get even worse just take a moment to stop and look around do you notice the depravity in the world today God Almighty has turned them over to a reprobate mind, just as he said in Romans chapter 1. Take a moment to read that chapter right now to gain a better understanding of why this is happening on a global scale. Mass deception has enveloped the population and it will only become worse. You must understand that what is happening is a spiritual battle. You have been left behind because you did not put your trust in jesus to save you from your sin now you are left to face the judgment of the lamb of god but it may not be too late for you as the story continues not all will fall for the deception but those who have hardened their hearts to jesus who had the opportunity to reject christ before the rapture they will believe the lie and why because god will cause them to believe the lie just read here in second thessalonians chapter 2 beginning with verse 9 he says that is the one whose coming is accord with the activity satan with all power and signs and false wonders and with all the deception of wickedness for those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth as to be saved for this reason god will send upon them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false in order that they all may be judged who did not believe the truth but took pleasure in wickedness that is the nasb 1995 edition since they refused jesus and chose to live their ungodly and evil lives god will cause them to fall for the deception i worked with a guy named cal years ago i repeatedly told him about jesus in the rapture he blatantly refused to accept christ and led an extremely immoral life he told me if you christians really do disappear in this rapture well then i'll believe i tried to explain to him that the bible says will be too late for him and that he will believe whatever lie the antichrist will tell him sadly he never received christ as his savior To this day, I don't know whatever happened to him. But as long as you have breath in your lungs, you still have hope. Don't wait to repent. Ask Jesus to save you today. There are terrible events that are about to take place and you may not survive. So back to the story. The mysterious man steps down from the podium and the Pope takes his place. He adjusts the microphone and begins his speech ladies and gentlemen i want you all to know that god has instructed mother earth to remove the people who had been denying climate change these christians caused near irreversible damage to our environment we will be introducing some major changes in the coming weeks to try and repair the earth's damage from the pollution we must unite to reclaim and heal the earth we will bring you more information as it becomes available remember to help your neighbors and to be good global citizens this mysterious man is none other than the antichrist spoken of in the bible this man of lawlessness the man of perdition and his sidekick the false prophet satan wants to be god and he desires to be worshiped like god he will of course never be god but this is his only chance to rule the world and control all the people of the world just as god has his trinity or just as god has his trinity god the father jesus christ the son and god the holy spirit this is from my previous book on the subject satan will have his unholy counterfeit trinity satan as the dragon the antichrist as the beast and the false prophet he will demand worship and if you refuse you will be killed the second beast, identified as the false prophet, will promote the Antichrist power and persuade the masses to worship him. The Antichrist will be a powerful political and military leader, and his false prophet will unite the world under one world religion that will ultimately lead to the worship of the beast. And that's from my book, After the Rapture, What Comes Next. But don't take my word for it. As my grandmother always taught me, look it up for yourself, and if you can't find it in the word of God then don't believe it here in 2nd Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 3 through 9 in the New King James Version the Apostle Paul gives a clear description of what will happen let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God showing himself that he is God do you not remember that when i was still with you i told you these things and now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way and then the lawless one will be revealed whom the lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of satan with all power signs and lying wonders The key words to take away here is power, signs, in lying wonders. The deception is going to be off the charts. You think it's bad now? Just wait. Chapter 5. Hell, Fire, and Famines. Just imagine what is coming. Can you? Let me break it down for you. But first, back to the story. You hear a knock on your door. You shake off the disbelief of what has happened over the last few hours. And you cautiously walk to your front door. You glance out the peephole to see Jim standing there holding a black duffel bag. You open the door and invite him in. You are relieved to have another person with you. He asks if you have any coffee. You acknowledge that you do, and he follows you into the kitchen and takes a seat in one of your black leather and chrome barstools. As you begin to prepare the coffee maker, he asks what you think really happened. You tell him you have no idea. He glances at your front door and then back at you and says he has something that might provide some answers you stare at him in hopeful anticipation and finally ask him what he has (laughs) he reaches in to his black duffel bag and produces a brown leather book he has a look of anxious anticipation on his weathered face he looks up at you and shyly admits it was his grandmother's bible you mentioned to him that your parents are christians too you add that you can't wait for the phone lines to come back up so you can talk to them jim slowly stands up and looks you straight in the eye with his tender baby blue eyes and tells you that his wife Linda was a Christian. He hesitantly continues and informed you that she was lying next to him a few hours ago. You stop making coffee and suddenly sheer panic creeps in. You can barely get the word no out of your mouth. Jim looks at you with understanding and he whispers one word. Raptured. You fall backwards against your black granite countertop, exasperated, and drop the stainless steel coffee scoop onto the floor. You gape at Jim. Your eyes are wide with horror and suddenly it all dawns on you. Everything your parents had told you about the rapture since you were a kid, it all makes sense now. Unfortunately, you never had time for that nonsense and blew them off. You never outright denied that Jesus was God. You just had other things that consumed your life, like college then law school, then working as the lead prosecutor of the Manhattan District. You just never really had time to think about it. Only now the terrifying truth of what your parents have been telling you has just happened. And the dramatic realization of what is coming to the earth is beginning to take root in your terrified mind. Jim looks at you with total understanding. When the Christians were raptured, this opened the door for all evil to break forth. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is the restraining force that keeps evil in check. But when the Lord Jesus returned for his church, that restraining force, otherwise known as the Holy Spirit, was taken out of the way. The Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6-7, and you know what restrains him now, so that in his time he will be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. That's taken from the Legacy Standard Bible. And yes, you guessed correctly, the Holy Spirit lives in Christians. You and Jim decide to sit down at the dining room table and open the Bible to search the scriptures that his grandmother had bookmarked for him. His grandmother had highlighted the book of Revelation, Daniel, and 1st and 2nd Thessalonians along with 2nd Timothy chapter 3. While you and Jim are reading these scriptures, I am going to give you the tribulation events in drive-by style. The first half of the tribulation will begin with jesus christ opening the sealed judgments the first seal reveals a rider on a white horse carrying a bow but will not have any arrows this is the antichrist which previously came on the scene and had all the answers next there will be extreme violence famines and pestilences so severe in fact that one-fourth of the world population will die let that sink in let's read what the bible says about these seals revelation 6. Now I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder come and see and I looked and behold a white horse he who sat on it had a bowl and a crown was given to him and he went out conquering and to conquer the second seal conflict on earth when he opened the second seal I heard the second living creature saying come and see another horse fiery red went out and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth and that people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. Third seal, scarcity on the earth. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature saying, Come and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hands, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. Fourth seal, widespread death on earth. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. So I looked and behold a pale horse and the name of him who sat on it was death and Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death and by the beasts of the earth. The fifth seal, the cry of the martyrs. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said said to them that they should rest a little while longer, until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren, who would be killed as they were, was completed. The sixth seal cosmic disturbances i looked when he opened the sixth seal and behold there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became like blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it's shaken by a mighty wind then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up and every mountain and island was moved out of its place and the kings of the earth the great men the rich men the commanders the mighty men every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand that's revelation chapter 6 1 through 17 taken from the new king james version as you can see the third seal is worldwide famine this famine will cause severe food shortages not only for humans but for the animal kingdoms too This will lead to violence and starvation on a global scale remember what it says in revelation a quart of wheat for a denarius and three quarts of barley for a denarius and do not harm the oil and the wine take a moment to contemplate what that could mean let's break it down a denarius is a day's wage and a quart of wheat or three quarts of barley would typically feed a person for one day so you will work an entire day to eat for that day now what do you think jesus meant by don't harm the oil and the wine do you think after all this destruction that the blue-collar workers the people living in poverty the elder elderly and the like will be able to afford oil and wine of course not so this could only refer to the wealthy of the world the elites like the bill gates of the world the fourth seal will bring hunger from the famines which will lead to death People will kill one another to survive. And not only will people starve to death, but the animals will attack and eat humans because they will not have any food either. The fifth seal is martyrdom. This refers to how the people who come to faith in Christ during the tribulation will die. They are the tribulation saints spoken of in the book of Revelation. If you have been left behind and you accept Christ during the tribulation, then you will either endure to the end when the Lord Jesus comes back in seven years or you will die a martyr more specifically the bible says you will be beheaded for your faith in christ the sixth seal is terror which begins with a great earthquake the sun becomes black as sackcloth the moon will be as blood the stars will fall from heaven onto earth then the heavens will depart like a scroll and every mountain will be moved out of its place the bible tells us it will be so terrible that all men both small and great will hide themselves in dens They will pray the rocks and the mountains would fall on them and hide them from the wrath of the Lamb. Midway through the tribulation, the false prophet will cause all to worship the beast and his image, which is 666. The Antichrist will cause both small and great, rich and poor, to receive a mark on their right hand or forehead in order to buy or sell. Without this mark, you will not be able to buy food for yourself or your family. You will not be able to go into any store, gas station, or anything. Nothing you will have to hunt for food scavenge for necessities it will be nearly impossible to survive just recently the technology has caught up with the bible it is now possible to track every single human being on planet earth technology is now being designed to be installed into humans not just the microchip that we have long thought would be the mark of the beast but they have been developing much more sinister devices to be implanted into and onto people there are tattoos that can sense your vital signs your location and allow you to buy and sell it uses the substance in the body known as Luciferius kind of ironic huh the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency or otherwise known as DARPA has developed software that can link to your brain and detect the thoughts before you even think them Which means, you may disagree in your mind, but with your mouth, you may say that you agree. But this project they are working on will know that you are lying by your very own thoughts. Just imagine when the false prophet commands everyone to worship the image of the beast, and in doing so, they will know through the data transmitted from the mark if you are sincere or not. It's like China's totalitarian government on steroids. Let's continue the story in the next chapter. Chapter 7, Salvation You and Jim are sitting at your glass dining room table when you hear a loud thud on the side of the building and feel the vibration under your feet. You fearfully look up at Jim and you both rush to the balcony. You peel the heavy turquoise curtains back and as you stare out into the chaos, you see massive hailstones heralding through the pre-dawn sky. Not just any hailstones, but unbelievably 100-pound chunks of ice soaring through the crimson sky straight from the heavens. The thud soon leads to portions of the building being destroyed. These giant concrete sections of the high rise begin tumbling to the streets below. You and Jim decide it's time to get to the bottom floor. You both grab your phones. Jim grabs his grandmother's Bible and the black duffel bag and you both race down the hall to the stairwell. Jim swings open the door as you slip past him into the stairwell. You both sprint down the stairs as fast as you can without tripping. It is at this time that you regret living on the 40th floor. You pause for a breather on the 21st floor. You are both out of breath and suddenly you hear metal grinding and moaning within the building. At this sound, you both jump to your feet and feeding off the adrenaline from the fear, you begin to sprint down the stairs. Once you both open the door to the parking garage, you pause and look at each other. Jim says it's not safe to head out to the street. He asks you if there is a basement. You think a moment and remember that there is one. You lead him to a small hallway into the laundry room. There is another door in the back, which leads down a narrow staircase into the basement. You both pray that the building does not collapse. Meanwhile, back on the 40th floor, where we left Blair, Tony, and Donna, things take a different turn. Donna is utterly terrified at the sound of the building being bombarded by massive hailstones. Blair and Tony exit their apartment and enter the hallway. Donna runs toward them, begging for help. Tony grabs hold of her forearms and shoves her down as he and Blair race toward the elevator. Donna falls to the floor crying for help. She tries to get up, but another jaunt hellstone pummels the building and knocks her back down. Blair is chasing behind Tony, and when the chunk of ice hits the building, it knocks him off his balance. He face plants just feet from the elevator doors. Tony is shouting at him to get up. His face is red and his veins are bulging in his neck as he screams at him to hurry up. That he can't hold the doors open much longer blair finally gets to his feet and staggers like a drunkard to the open doors of the elevator he looks back at donna and yells ha good luck lady donna soon finds herself alone in the hallway of the high-rise apartment she is slumped against the wall sobbing uncontrollably suddenly there is an electric buzzing sound then a loud pop everything goes pitch black within seconds she can faintly hear blair and tony banging on the walls of the elevator screaming for help bang 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 help help us please somebody help us as donna wrenches herself up onto her hands and knees she crawls toward the elevator doors she finally makes it to the elevator and with a near guttural laugh she screams out i hope you both die and go to hell she sits there laughing in a hysterical high-pitched voice this has proven to be all too much for donna to mentally cope with What happened to Donna? Does she stay there in the hallway of her apartment building and give up? Does she lose her mind and just wonder until she is murdered or does she starve to death? Do you think she commits suicide? I'll let you decide her demise. What do you think happens to Blair and Tony? Do you think they die in the elevator shaft? Maybe they try and escape but fall forty stories to their death. Perhaps they starve to death in the shaft or maybe, just maybe, they are rescued. Again, I'll let you make that determination. Do you think they were cruel in their treatment of Donna? I must tell you, this will be nothing compared to the evil that is coming upon this world, and some has already begun. Back in the basement. Just as you and Jim open the door to the basement, you hear the electric buzzing sound and then the loud pop. The power goes out, and Jim pushes you into the basement. You yell at him and ask what the heck he thinks he's doing. Just then, a light shines in your face, and it is Jim with a flashlight. He explains he didn't want anyone to see the light, and be able to follow them you regain your composure and apologize to him you are thankful that he is a military vet and has experience living in all types of environments you both need to develop a plan as to how to proceed should you stay here in the basement as long as you can or should you leave and look for more survivable arrangements you both search the room to see what is surrounding you you spot an old card table and two metal folding chairs next to a large metal drainage pipe There are rats scurrying past you, and you gasp with disgust. Jim pulls a pelican from his waistband and begins shooting them as he sees them. Eventually, the remaining rats leave you both alone. But you cautiously walk toward the table, sweeping the flashlight side to side across the room. Jim unfolds both chairs while you hold the flashlight, and he dusts off the top of the table. Jim tosses his double bag on top of the table and reaches in and pulls out an old red metal hurricane lantern. He gently lays the Bible on the table and you both make your decision to follow Christ regardless of the cost. We leave you and Jim in the basement of your apartment building while we venture outside to take in the view of the tribulation in full force. New York resembles the aftermath of a nuclear explosion. Concrete debris is scattered. Buildings are destroyed, just shells of their former selves. There is a giant gaping crack that runs the length of the island. Buildings, cars, and subways have fallen into the abyss of this fault it is widespread devastation and this is only new york words cannot accurately convey the horrific desolation as we look up to the sky it looks as if a scroll is being rolled up in the face of the lord jesus is seen people scream and disperse like cockroaches they try to hide from this realization only to comprehend they cannot hide from god almighty this is only the beginning of the carnage that is to come are you ready have you made your choice and where you will spend eternity Can you picture yourself sitting in the basement with Jim right now? Well, what is it going to be? Heaven or hell? I implore you to make your decision today while you still have time. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for listening today. That is my newest book that is on Amazon and on Kindle and it's called When the Rapture Hits the Fan and it's under my name, Heather O'Daniel or Heather DN O'Daniel. But I hope you guys got some enjoyment out of that. And uh, anyway, I hope you guys have a fantastic day and I will be doing headlines later on today. But anyways, uh, as always, get in the word of God, let the word of God get into you and Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.